Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. What's your name, man? My name's Adam. I'm. Uh, Where are you from, Adam? Uh, technically, Long Island now. I'm a transplant. Um, <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for, for coming out. For five years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Long Island's a little different. Uh, I'm about 18 miles east of here or in Long Island slash borough time. That's about two hours to an hour and a half drive, uh, which is frustrating, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> so. I actually fell into you guys. Uh, I've heard this a thousand times. Same scenario. I was on my couch on Netflix, just miserable, and fell across the documentary, which I thank you guys so much. Um, you guys bring so much value. Thank you, thank you very much, life, man. So thank you. Um, <clears throat> I dragged my wife here. My she's up there by herself uh, in the front Thanks row. Thanks for coming. Uh, so she's, she's excited. Thanks for being dragged out here. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was willing. My, my yeah. bur- this is my birthday present to myself. Oh, nice. so, uh, Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I grew up with a, a childhood very similar to you guys, so I understand that, and I feel like that's kind of like a common theme sometimes with the stresses you feel and the anxiety and things like that. Um, but so it's been about mm, five years. I've been in Long Island. I have a three-year-old, a one-year-old. It was about a year ago, and I started feeling all this pressure and this just a sense of anxiety, and I was like, oh my God, what the hell am I doing? Like, you know, I came here, and I was expecting X, Y, Z, and it's not the same, and what's going on? And, and it wasn't, you know, I kind of fell into this realm of you guys and listening to you and understanding, and I was like, wow, I, I, I feel this. And truly, it wasn't until about three weeks ago when I, I bought these tickets, and I was like, oh my God, I got it. I know what I want to say. And... Um, I'm yeah. so ready for you to say it, it's man. It's amazing. No, I know, I know. <laughs> I had this, I, my, my wife is probably like gringing over there. She's like, just spit it out. Uh, but, you know, I realized like the best times of my life, the easiest time, the slowest moments, and the most memorable were the most simple. It wasn't about the materials. It wasn't about where you were. It wasn't about how much you were making or what you were spending. It was about like half the time I was probably, you know, in my boxers or swim shorts or barefoot in the water in nature or naked life. <laughs> or naked and that happens right that was mostly college right. uh, but seriously seriously and, and now I have a, a, a one-year-old and a three-year-old and I love my girls to death and I love my wife and you know a year ago I was in a miserable spot and I was like why am I I'm not enjoying the situation I'm not enjoying my marriage I'm not enjoying my kids like what's going on and it's just because of all the noise so I started slowing down and I thank you guys for that um I'm in a corporate job obviously I literally came from work from a last meeting picked up my wife and drove here because this means so much to me um and I kind of have the other parts of minimalism or just taking it slow and taking a step back but the problem I can't connect with is just my values and what I believe in and being able to provide for my family. Like I have a great job right now and 
um, I hate it, but, you know, it provides for my family, and I didn't have any of that, so for my girls and for my wife, I always wanted to just make sure they have the best. So I'm just looking for tips or tricks, and I know we always hear this in the podcast, but, you know, when it comes to the values, and I'm excited to read the books, but, you know, like, what do you guys suggest when it comes to career path and finding that path? And listen, my wife, prior to this, went to dinner, and I kind of gave her the, you know, 360 of you guys, and she's like, just quit your fucking job. Mm. <laughs> now that is a supportive wife right there, and, man. And, Yeah, and then you just start a blog and everything's yeah. fine. Right, right, right. Don't do that. She, 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 listen, she's amazing, but, you know, I, I believe you two understand when you come from that background. You know, I remember I started making more money than my mother, who's a single parent of two children, and I was the easiest, surprising. Um, when I was 17, and all I thought was like, ah, I got to make more money. I just got to support. I got to support. I got to support. Let me ask no. you, do you, do you, do you, you sounds like you want to walk away. What's, what's, what's preventing you from walking away from that? The money, right? Yeah, it's, it's partially the light. It's honestly, not just the money, though. It's, it's not. I, I, what do I you have, do? I have a sense of failure. Though. What do you do? Um, I, I'm in sales. Okay. Right? See, see that, I, that's life's most dangerous question, right? <laughs> Be, because we, we start to identify with that. And I think money is, is a big part of it, for sure. But... Uh, we have to be really careful because you probably have a really impressive answer to that. You're wearing a suit, and you, when someone asks you what do you do, you can show them the title on your business card. And if you walk away from that, you don't just lose the income from that. Well, listen, I got rid of all the suits. This is one of four right now. So hey, man, I, well. I'm not judging you. I, <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. I only identify. But, but, but you also have to realize what else you're walking away from and where, where, what you're really afraid of. My guess is the ostensible fear, the surface fear is the money which is a real fear, don't get me wrong. That's only one fear, and you want to get below that. I think you're more afraid of losing your identity, and, and you're, you're afraid of what it might mean when someone asks you, what do you do, and you don't have as good of an answer. Here's the good news. You might, have a, you might end up with a better answer. I was, I was walking around here, from, I was walking back from Whole Foods uh, on the way back here, you have an amazing Whole Foods here, uh, by the way. This, just so you know, this is the best Whole Foods in 130 miles. Yeah, it must be. They have a rooftop bar. Well, I, I was walking back, and there's like a little, there's a b river there. I have no idea what river it is. Um, <laughs> Don't swim. Don't swim. I have the no East, idea where I am, even. The East River? Is it really? Well, here, here's the best part. Here's the best part. I'm, I'm walking, I'm walking, and there's just a, person on a canoe and I didn't expect to see the person on the canoe right and you, you a moment ago said you know I, I didn't expect to like have have these changes or I didn't expect to to you know be looking toward minimalism or, or, or whatever and, and I'll say sometimes when you make a change or when you're someplace new to you you might end up somewhere and you experience something you didn't expect. That said, you wanna have a plan before you walk away. I'm not telling you to leave your job, but, but you're at a point right now whereas you have no idea what to expect. So I would go into it with no expectations, but high standards for whatever is going to be beyond this. Yeah. Thank you. 
No, I, I, I will add to that um, and say, well, first off, what you said to me right at the end there about um, taking a step back and how you're kind of scared of people looking at you like, oh, man, like, what are you doing? Like, you quit your job and you took a step back. I got to be honest with you, man. Like, fuck anyone who doesn't support you and taking a step back so you can be more in alignment with your values and beliefs and to be there for your wife and kids more. Like, that's who matters more than the people who are going to judge you for taking a step back. And, and, and you know, I, I agree 100%. And I, I've actually done that before. And the most I've ever felt free in my life is when my wife or my kids and myself are traveling with just a backpack. I, remember I, I quit my job in the middle of uh, uh, an ocean before and had no idea what I was going to do before. And it was the most amazing feeling, I, I swear to God. And, but the problem is, is now I have children and that's you know and i know it's different for you and you know obviously it's a little different for you as well but it's you need i I just don't want to be a failure in my life yeah and and you're not you're not you're not going to be a failure man i mean if you are if you are doing what you can to live up to your to your true self and i'm not like trying to use that as just like a you know, trichlis say, like, live up to your true self. But seriously, man, like, if you're doing that, then, then you're not a failure. But, what, you know, what I will say, though, like, in the beginning of, of the whole talk where I said, hey, I'm not talking about a perfect life, and I'm not even talking about an easy life. I'm talking about a simple one. Because it's too often we confuse simplicity uh, with easy. And living a simple life is not easy. And, you know, back in those days when Josh, you know, introduced me to minimalism, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm in. I'll be a minimalist. Like, I didn't quit my job and just start a blog. That's like the worst advice that anyone could give you. It, it took a plan. It took a year and a half, almost two years of me really figuring out, okay, like, uh, what am I doing right now? Uh, what, what are my priorities? Or what, what, what do I say my priorities are? And what am, I, what am I actually doing with my time? And then I made those align more. So instead of talking about what my priorities were, I actually, I actually focused on my priorities. And one of those was uh, paying off uh, my debt. And it was getting to a point where, yes, after a year and a half or two years, maybe I could go be like a barista. Like I had this dream. I know this is so silly. But I had this dream of uh, uh, Josh and I like getting to a point where we could quit uh, the corporation we were at, we could go be baristas and then like learn enough about the coffee business to where like maybe we could open up a coffee shop one day. But but I had totally uh, planned my my new path around you know living off of a certain amount of money. Now when you have a family, a barista salary probably won't cut it for a family of, of four. But what I'll say is that there is something out there that you can absolutely work towards that will align more with your values and beliefs. And, and asking those important questions, that's what's going to help you see what that is. And, and yes, it's, dude, it's, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really, really hard. But I promise you, if you put that work into it over the next two years, it's going to be worth it. Like the way I looked at it. So when I started this, the whole minimalism thing, I was working you know, 60, 70, sometimes 80 hours a week. I was going to uh, college at the time. I didn't start college until I was 25 years old. Um, and then, uh, you know, eventually Josh and I started writing the blog. So you can imagine, like, how busy my life was. That was not a sustainable life. Like, I knew that that was going to uh, have to end at a certain point. But I was willing to put in all that work until I got to a point where I felt good about taking that next step. And it was miserable, man. But the way I looked at it is kind of like with school. I remember I got to a point, I was like third year in college, 
And I am the only, I was like the only person in my family to ever uh, get, a, get a bachelor's degree. I, there might, I might have an aunt or something who has a bachelor's degree. But all my immediate family, um, they, I wanted to set an example for them and show them like, hey, I'm 25 years old. I'm going to start going to school now. And you know what? I might be uh, 30 years old when I get my degree, but I'll be 30 years old with my degree. So I got to like, you know, that third or fourth year and it was so difficult, and I almost gave up. Because honestly, I got to a point where I'm like, I don't even know why I'm going to need this degree. This doesn't really make any sense. But I wanted to set a really good example for my family. So I talked to a friend, and they said, Ryan, yeah, man, you've got another year and a half left to school. And it's going to be really, really hard work. But you've got to put that work in to get to that point to where you want to complete your degree and set that example for your family. That's what you really, really want. And if you don't want that, then don't do it. But the fact is, is like that is what I really, really wanted to do. So that's just my long-winded way of saying, find what that thing is that you want to reach, and, and you've got to develop a plan around it, and you've got to work that plan. And dude, thank God you have such a supportive wife. Do you know how many people don't have a supportive partner, and they're fighting them every tooth and nail, man? Like, that alone is, is unbelievable, man. So you're, al- you're already in a really great spot with the support. It's now just put the plan together and working it, man. Hey, hey, listen, you guys talk about the supportive wives, and I know you both have supportive partners and uh, I, I told my wife tonight, I was like, you know, the major reason I went into this is because I felt like I wasn't showing you gratitude. And you guys talk about showing your, your significant other's gratitude. And I started doing that more. And she's, she's always been great. And I might take it out on her, but it, it's, yeah. she's always there for me. It's, That's it's awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you both for being here. Scott, you got anything you want to add? Thank you very much, man. Thanks, brother. Thank you. I see, I see one other person standing there, but then we will have to end it after this. So we got, we got one final question. We saved the best for last. Howdy, best, what's your name? The best for last, Danny. Hey, Danny. Where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Been following you guys since I, I first read Francine Jay's book, The Joy of Less, and then I found Miss your, Minimalist. Yes, found your blog right after that, nice. and it clicked. My question is... You were one of the first 52. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was my mom just visiting the website over and over again. <laughs> How do you deal with like family members that get offended when you return gifts? Christmas. Now, now hold on, hold on. Birthday. Do you, do you mean, like, do you ask for the gift receipt and try to go get, like, a Target gift card or no, something? No, they give me a gift. I don't need it. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, like what? You know, give me an that, example. Man, clothes items. I don't need any clothes. I'm, I'm almost down to 30 items. I don't need it. So I give it back, and they get offended. Uh-huh. So, so give me an example here. Like, let's role play for a second. If someone gets offended, uh, you're, what, what do you say to them when they say, hey, I got you. What's your name one more time? I start, Danny. Oh, Danny. Danny. Yeah, so, so Danny, uh, I got you this uh, uh, size small button-up shirt. Um, small. <laughs> I haven't been a small for 30 years, but okay. <laughs> okay, um, I, I got you this appropriately sized button-up shirt. Um, and uh, I hope you really love it. Happy sweetest day. Um, or whatever the obligatory holiday is that I'm gifting this to you. What, what would you say to me as your family member? I, I tell them, you know, I appreciate it. I love, I love the gift, but... I don't need it. I have as, as many clothes as I 
can, you know, need right now. Mm. I try to give it back, and they, you know, frown and say it's an insult to return it. They give me the speech, and I don't know what to do, you know. When's your birthday? July 29th. Okay, so you just had a birthday, right? Yep. And uh, right now, so, so we're recording this in, toward the end of September. Right now is the best time to start talking about your birthday gifts for next year. Yes. And, and the reason I say that is if I were to give you that gift right now and you're like, oh, yeah, I really like it, but I don't, um, <laughs> I can understand why someone would get offended. Now, someone like me, like, I, I understand that you're not going to get value from the thing, and so no need to have it. But most hey. people, that's not why they're giving it to you. We've been told that gift giving is a love language. And uh, I don't believe that, but here's what I do believe. I, I believe when, when, when we say gift giving, what we really mean is contribution is that love language. And so what they're trying to do, what they're trying to show you, Danny, is I love you, and thus I bought you this shiny thing that you'll probably get no value from. But they don't think of it that way. They think, I, I want to add value to your life in some way, so I got you this thing that I hope you enjoy. And so instead of telling them, no, I don't want this thing, start telling them yes to the right thing. So instead of saying, no, I don't want this, maybe you say, yes, I would love for you to get me something for my birthday. Have you heard of this charity? It's called Charity Water. <laughs> they got this really cool That's setup. Yeah. <laughs> and Danny is turning 29 next year. And, um, and, uh, and, and, and uh, maybe you can, instead of buying me that $29 shirt, you can, uh, you can donate $29. And by the way, if you donate $30, bucks, you are going to bring clean water to one person. And so allowing them to still contribute to you or via you is a way that you both succeed. Now, it doesn't have to be, you know, some people want to give something physical, and so maybe it's a consumable, it's a bag of coffee, it's something else. Um, it's letting them print out the charity water receipt and putting in an envelope and wrapping it up. Um, we, we did this uh, last year with, uh, with our charitable donations for, for Christmas time. Uh, with my partner's family, instead of, we just we would wrap we'd wrap them up, put them in nice packaging because that's the the cultural obligation. We've been acculturated to say I need to open up this this package, and then there's a donation you know within there. So instead of telling them no, I don't want this when it's too late, tell them yes, I do want this way in advance, and then continue to set that expectation over the course of the next ten months. I think you'd be much better off, Danny. I like that. Can I say one more quick thing about the water? Of course. It's very interesting. I travel a lot. You know, my, my retirement is official today, ironically. Oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah. yeah. And um, while traveling to the island of Aruba, I found that they turned their seawater into drinking water by a special water treatment plant. Why don't we do that here and other places that solves the problem? Well, why aren't why? we salinating our water, Scott? Really so we do. Uh, we do do it here. And the rich countries have the money to do that. Uh, so it's, it's very expensive. It requires a lot of energy mm -hmm. to de-salt the water, basically uh, to take the brine out. And there's a, a lot of environmental discussion about it because the waste is being returned to the sea. So you're taking okay. all of the salt water out as you run it through desalinization plants, and then you're left with this uh, 
all the byproducts, basically, which you either bury, but people have been dumping back in the sea, uh, which is causing some issues. So, you know, there, there are a lot of environmentalists that would say desalinization is not the solution for the world. Uh, it has really negative environmental impacts. Um, in a country like Ethiopia, it's landlocked. Uh, you know, even in a country like, you know, Tanzania, where you've got, you know, a bunch, you, you have a coast, uh, it would be prohibitively expensive for, uh, yeah, I mean, we're working in, in communities where people are earning less than a dollar a day, dollar uh, twenty a day. So uh, the costs, it would be, you know, thousands of times more expensive than, than what would be affordable. But it does work, and we're, we've got desal plants up and down the coast of America. Know that. Okay, and it's an amazing you. technology, and it is the price is coming down. Uh, it's using yet less and less energy, but you know, it, do some research to the environmental discussion at least, the conversation. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you very for being much. Here. Thanks. Every little thing. You think that you need every little thing you think that you need every little thing that's just feeding your greed oh I bet that you'd be fine without it every little thing that you gotta have every little thing that you gotta have you gotta reach for Got a grand, but I bet that you'll be fine without it. So take your eyes away, or take.